Oh, I got his ass now. <laughs> Do I have to be fast on the track? I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. Those absolute clowns. We're at 15bmx.com. Go on, do my best, and whatever happens, then it's good. My butthole got stretched a little bit. And I got a tight little butt. Look, I'm about to light this shit up. Coffee Chatter Live, where are you guys at? Oh, Canada! Coming out of the answer tent right now. Pop Dog Millionaire! Let's make some noise, Tori Nighthog! Whoa! Where, where's my, where's my video? You see me? I see you just fine, dude. What the? Where's my video? We just got non-stop problems. Anything. I'm just gonna do the intro. We got we non-stop problems the, right now, T. The amount of problems, dude. I, I've completely lost you. I just see the Zoom. <laughs> I just see the Zoom web page, and I don't see shit. Oh, there we go. We're back. Okay. Show 205. <laughs> Pop it all. Recap. You guys didn't see the chaos we just had trying to get this show together for the last eight to 11 minutes. Um, but that was right on brand, the initial start point. We're working through it. Papandal recap, outstanding racing in Papandal. Saya was outstanding. Kills, we'll get into it. He was outstanding. Romain, Joris, Bethany. Man, what a great weekend of racing. Incredible. Much more incredible than the start of this show. Um, just... <laughs> We just have, when we have a problem, it's not like one little problem that just gets solved. Like, oh, you just actually have to click this link or do this. No, no, no. It's compounding problems that just go one to the next that seem to take hours of just our day sometimes. I don't know what it is. Just some days. This is one of those days. I'm about to step up the audio on my side. So, Zach Lewis, I don't know if people listen to H3 show. It's a pretty big podcast. Yep. So, he is... So Savannah's sister's boyfriend is, is the sound guy for the H3 show. He's on the show. He's also a musician, really talented guy. Anyway, we are talking about podcasts because obviously he's the sound guy for a huge show, so he knows what to do. He says he could get me a setup with a mic on my end where we both sound like we're in studio, um, even though we're not. So I'm going to hit him up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my shit sorted here. That'd be good. That would be solid. I mean, I hope the fans would appreciate <laughs> that because... <laughs> It's tough sometimes, you know, when we're just dealing with these <laughs> Wi-Fi problems and audio issues and people still are trying to listen to the show. Like visually, we can get by the YouTube portion. We're we've been trying to do this YouTube portion for a bit. It, I feel like the YouTube is what it is. If we get something out on YouTube, that's great. At the end of the day, we're an audio show. We need good audio. That's all we need. When you're an audio program, you need to supply good audio. That's <laughs> like you can't have you sound like you're in a submarine two feet under. Right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Rugby oh, Europe, the home race, the flagship event, and boy, did they show out. The ProGate looked awesome. Um, Romain Mayu, fucking awesome start in a ProGate Europe, winning his second World Cup of the year in, in Papadon on, on a ProGate Europe, like you said. He knows when he starts the great game. It's no secret. Dude, absolutely incredible start he had on Saturday. Um, the guy practices on a ProGate Europe. It's plain and simple. It's, he goes around the world to different tracks, different places he practices on a ProGate. Guess what? His girlfriend, Saya, does the same thing. There's no, it's not like a mm -hmm. surprise. They both want to get Europe when they practice on it day in, day out. So go get yours today. We need to nip two things right at the top of the show while we have our listeners full attention and while most people haven't turned off the show yet. We need to nip two things. 
Oh, right away. I know exactly. Which, yeah, go. I forgot. Good. T- good. Do you talk. know the two things? You probably know one of them. I know one of them. We're talking about. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but yeah, go. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so we need the the term official practice needs to fucking go. <laughs> we have 87 people posting the same thing. Official practice. I don't understand where it came from, but people feel the need to say official practice today and then just post a photo of the pits of their bike or something. I don't, I don't get it. It's it's so boring. It's been the same for people have posted that for 12 years, every single race. Like, guys, we need to just absolutely make a post, make a cool post. You got cool videos, you got cool photos of practice. Hell yeah. Please just post something other than official practice. It's outrageous and it has to go throw it out the window. Did we get an official? We don't care. We don't care. It's boring as fuck. We don't need to hear official practice from everyone. Came a little hot there, but you know. No, hit me with it. I want it all. I want all the juice right now. Okay, give me. It's give just me it's outrageous. Juice. You flick through stories and it's just official practice. Like we all know you guys are practicing in Papandal. <laughs> like posts are cool, but just like a little creativity. A little, just a, a little, little bit. bit. Um, <laughs> Here, you we... know, here's the problem. You want to know what the problem is? The problem is that the best pros over all the years post it. And then so the younger riders coming up and the riders first coming to World Cups are so stoked to be there, which, you know, I completely get it. We're all in there at one point in time. And then every generation just follows like the, you know, well-known good riders beforehand. And they want to be, they just post whatever they post, you know, you know what I mean? You're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. It's the fault of everyone. And we just, we need to, we need to time out on the official practice posts. You know, it makes it, yeah, I I don't disagree one bit. The pro, I mean, and also part of the problem is that now there's like 20 practices during the week beforehand. So everybody rides the entire week before in these practices and they're posting photos and videos, but it's not the actual official UCI practice. It's just like open practice during the week. So by the time they get to practice, they're like, oh, it's the official practice. We got to post official. Right. It's just absolutely critical that we know the difference between a Wednesday and a Thursday practice. Huge difference. If you're not going fast on Wednesday, but you're going fast on Friday, you know, it's huge difference. So that's one thing. It's just, it's very tedious being the same two words. Can we give some options to the to the listeners? I don't know how many racers are listening. Maybe we give a couple options. Maybe we get a little creative Anything. for them. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Just post something else. You know, I'm just feeling really comfortable on my Claiborne bicycle this, this weekend. I'm just feeling really comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, that's one thing we got to nip. Okay. So the other thing we got to nip, and I don't know where this started. But there's something going on with the younger riders coming up. And I've, I've noticed it the last few years doing clinics. So, for instance, you have four. Let's just keep it easy. You got four rollers on a straightaway. Four rollers. And you tell okay. and you and you want someone to just here's the line. You want someone to go manual. Then you put your front wheel down and then manual the second, third and fourth one. So how would you describe it to someone if you wanted them to do that line? Uh, manual, manual. Thank you. You go manual. You say manual, manual. Right. Because, yeah, there's just too many. Yeah. Yeah. But somewhere along the lines, the the verbiage has changed. And when you say manual, manual to a lot of people now, they look really confused and they think you're telling them to double manual. It's like, no, just like manual the first two, manual the third and fourth. And, the, and they go, okay, so manual, like the first three all in one? No. <laughs> Man- <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's a trend now to say manual. In, in this is we're talking about the same line. Manual, manual. It's a trend now for people to say manual, pump, manual. Because in their minds, you go manual, you put your front wheel down, they consider that a pump, and then you manual. The 
the part about that is you're not actually pumping anything. You're just putting your front wheel down for not even a second. You're not actually pumping a roller. If there was five rollers and you go manual, then you pump the roller, then you say manual again. Because you say to those people, like, okay, what if, what if there was five rollers? What would you say then? Are you going to say manual, pump, 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 manual? <laughs> it's just a nightmare. It's, it's, that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. You only say pump. This is a, this is, you know, public service announcement. You only say pump if you're pumping a roller or something of that nature. If you're just putting right. your wheel down, you don't need to say anything. You got, say manual, manual. Yeah, because you're still finishing the manual. We got to clarify that the manual is from the start of that roller. You're picking your 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 manualing from the roller to the end of that roller. So your wheel coming down is that it's finishing the manual. A manual so, is singular. It's you got to remember singular. So you have yes. to have two rollers yes. to do a manual, and you need to finish the manual by getting your front wheel on the ground on the back side of that roller. That little two inches, maybe even if it is, or foot or whatever it is between the rollers is dead time. It's dead space, theoretically, and that's nothing. You can't, you're not, no, you're not doing anything there. Mm-hmm. So I first noticed this trend four years ago at a clinic in 2019. I still remember it vividly. And I thought it was an isolated incident, but it, it's not. It's, uh, it, <laughs> it's caught on and we need to nip it. We need to nip it right now. It caught wave and went south because that we was... We yeah. can't have confusion over these things. It's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be complicated. As a, as a BMX racing podcast, it is our feels like part of our duty to clarify these things so we lock them right up. There's and I know it sounds dumb saying it because it's not like people might think it's not that big of a deal. It sounds dumb as I say it. I realize that, but it's we need to have a we need to have a standardized communication practice with lines. I don't care if it's I don't care if it sounds bad. We got to sort these things out. We're in a sport. We have. Yes. There's verbiage, there's lingo, there's vocabulary. What is a manual? We got to first figure that out. Manual singular, roller to roller, or a double or a table, you know, the lift mm-hmm. to the landing. Okay, there's no, if you go manual, manual, that's two single manuals. There's no, if you do a exactly. double manual, there's two manuals. It's double. We get those exactly. things right, we, you know, we're fine. We just need to, you know, let's clean that lingo up. Okay, so in this third thing, it's not something I have to nip, but okay, what do you call it when there's, you know, those like, uh, in the in the plastic tube, the frozen desserts that are have color. What do you call them? <laughs> a freezy. Thank you. It's called a freezy. So that's very much. A, I guess that's a Canadian way to say it because here they call them otter pops. I was at the clinic in Washington last weekend, and some kid was eating a freezy, and I was like, "Oh, dude, is that your favorite color, freezy, or your favorite flavor, freezy?" I said something like that. Yeah. He just looked at me like I just spoke a different language. He had no <laughs> clue what I was talking about. <laughs> Like, that's pretty standard though freezy i'm pretty sure that's a fr- standard terminology i guess the otter pops is not a good name there's no chance that otter pop is at all normal like i could i could see freeze pop being normal if you said freeze pop <clears throat> i'd understand what you're saying but if you said to yeah. me do you have any otter pops i wouldn't know what the fuck you're talking about so i posted a measly little story with a uh whatever you call it a, a poll Yep. The freezy, I think, won 55% to 45 maybe something like that. No joke, got maybe 50 messages about it. So I, th- I very much Canadians are saying freezy. U.S. people or Americans were generally saying, uh, uh, what's the word again? Otter pop? Otter pop. So I had a bunch of Australian messages that say they call them zooper dupers. What the fuck is a zooper duper? <laughs> what the fuck? Is that not the most hilariously outrageous name for a frozen dessert you've ever heard? A zooper duper. 
That doesn't make it any sounds sense. like a Power Ranger or something. Yeah, it, just, it does sound like a yeah a new colored Power Ranger or something. I had some other people saying called Icy Poles, which is a very questionable name. Let's just be real. You can't call you can't call a dessert Icy Pole. You just can't do that. You can't be um, rapping. You can't. <laughs> you can't, come on, you can't be calling them Icy Poles. You can't be wrapping um, your lips around an Icy Pole. It's, it's a, no, it's a, it's a kid's dessert. You can't say that. And no. some people from the South in the U.S. were saying they're called popsicles. So I was like, well, no, a popsicle has a stick. Yeah, Jack Magnus in the chat here is saying popsicle. Yeah, no, there's a difference. A popsicle is this, yeah is on a stick. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very simple critical difference. A popsicle has a wooden stick underneath. Yeah, it's your your the same thing basically, but one's in the tube, <laughs> and one's on a yeah, stick. Yeah, it's just a very exact same thing. It's like the same, but it's the same, just a little different. And you got to clarify though. It's just like a manual and a manual pump manual. You got to clarify these things. Little differences. Yeah. So that was um, yeah, good times. I like. Nowhere on a freezy does it say Otter Pop. Like, is there a brand? No. Is it like is it like a hot tub and jacuzzi where all jacuzzis are hot tubs, but not all hot tubs are jacuzzis? I don't know where Otter Pop came from, but it's, I don't. Yeah, not a fan of that one. Because I know the freezies, most of them. If you get the jumbo, they're Mister Freeze, but it's like it's freezy. So yeah, it's just like the the Smarties here. We call them rockets. What you know, little. The little, the little ovals. You know the rockets we have. We get it like Halloween and, and shit. No, like I know for the rock, I know Smarties. Yeah, like the it, little, the little circular candies. They're called rockets. Okay. They're not the, not the chocolate covered Smarties that we have in Canada. Okay. See, now it gets confusing. That's the, the God. How to explain this? It's the little pink and like blue and different color things. I know. Little, I know what Smarties. I know what circle. Smarties are. So I'm just picturing the same thing, just in a. Do different you call box. them Smarties? The Smarties are the chocolate covered. Yes. Yeah, Smarties are the little piece, little chocolate. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. It's the other little things. They're like a, it's like a powdery candy. They're like a, a, they're like a circle. It's in a see-through wrapper. Circle in a see-through wrapper. Are we okay. talking well, like? No, you no. Know, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking US? about. Yeah, let me look it up. We're on a podcast. I have a computer in front of me. We need to figure this out. What's it called? So, well, what that's do you the call thing. Them? We we in Canada call them rockets. Rockets. But in the U.S. they call them Smarties, but then in Canada it's a little nightmare. Oh, we have rockets. Yeah, we call them rockets, and here they call them Smarties. Really? Yeah, they call them Smarties, but we we don't say that because we actually have Smarties. But the Smarties are Canadian, okay, which are basically the same as M and M's, but that's very much Canadian candy. So let me look up U.S. U.S. It gets very Smarties. it gets very confusing. Yeah, they say this it's Smarties. It's just it's the exact same wrapper, exact same thing mm-hmm. with different branding on it. That's so I don't know, like not, not, how do these things get lost between Canada and the US? It's like it doesn't make sense why it's so different. We're the same. I thought I've always thought we're basically the same, other than like <laughs> Took and Beanie. Like that's the only two things I ever thought of. Like, oh yeah, that's different. Same. No, no, no. Yeah, we actually have quite a few things that are different word wise. Eric Emerson says Otter Pop is a brand here, which makes sense. But okay. that's like calling your jacuzzi. Yeah, I guess you could say you're going to hop in the jacuzzi. We have because we have Mr. Freeze freezies. Yeah, but all brands of freezies we call freezies. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a yeah, we'll chase our tail talking about it, but it gets a little confusing. Yeah, interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway, to BMX, I saw you have in here note wise that there's a Redmond tribute to Papanel. I actually didn't see it. Um, did you see it? Uh, they just played a video like on the big screen and all the riders cool. were on the back of turn two. Um, that's all I caught on Kyle Evans story. Actually, I thought that was really cool. The amount of people that stood up on the second turn there and just were watching the, the, the video play and 
probably just listening to his voice at the end of the day. That's probably all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was the the clip that USA posted. Maybe I'm not sure exactly. USA BMX posted. I'm not sure, but I thought that was cool. Really cool. Awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. I'm having an issue. I just um, got to fix something while you talk here. That's right. Just want to say thanks to Edmonton BMX for having me out to uh, or for a clinic this past weekend. Really enjoyed my time there. Um, gotten there every year since 2019, I believe. Uh, just missed last year. So thanks to Sarah Hickey and the Edmonton BMX crew for having me out. Good turnout in, in both clinics. And um, I'll be back actually in Canada Monday of next week. I'll be in Ontario for 10 days and I'll be coaching at Milton, Stouffville, Kingston, Cornwall, and Nepean. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, register for my Ontario clinics, contact the track. But looking forward to going back to Ontario. Didn't get to go last year, so I'm stoked to go this year. You're just on tour right now. You were on I am traveling a lot. I'm grinding. I, I flew back. At, I got, got up at 5 a.m. this morning, flew back, and then came home straight into a bunch of rider meetings, and now we're on the show. I'm grinding. <laughs> 5 a.m. is a tough morning after clinics the past two it's, days. Yeah. So, yeah, Coach, like, because I think I had six out of the last seven days of the track between Washington and different tracks in Washington and Edmonton. So it was a, yeah, long week, but really great. That's good. What track? Sorry, I didn't hear. What track are you going to in, in Ontario? five different ones oh, so i'll be going boy. to yeah it's going to be busy but it's going to be great i'll be going to yeah milton stoville uh kingston cornwall and the pn so contact the track if you want to register like i said go today yeah dude um, we're, not, we're not going to talk about my girl troubles much more we, we might just nip this in the butt after this one but like <laughs> i got I, I got a situation now it's like this girl that's been ghosting me for two weeks just decides to you know throw me with a like here on a story and i'm just i'm confused buddy i don't know what's going on here it's just like it's like what's his ryan costing in the notebook what do you want <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want it's, <laughs> it's not that easy it's not Wait to figure it out. We can't be doing this. We we just like what are we doing? We need a weekly update on this on this lady situation you got going on. If it keeps happening like this, if shit keeps going down, I'll update you. But otherwise, yeah. I, what are we doing? Yeah. Who just ghosts and just oh, I'll just like you. Just yeah, we need. Yeah, we need we need some updates though in the future if there, if there's a, if there's mo- if there's motion. This is why I usually don't look at that kind of stuff. I usually just leave my phone after that. Anyways, yeah. moving on, moving on. Yeah. Um, before we get into Papa Bell, I'd like to say this is one of my favorite weeks of the year race-wise is week of the Canadian National Championship. So I just want to say safe travels to all our fellow Canadians going to Drummondville, Quebec. I think it's going to be a pretty big race weekend. Personally, it was always one of my favorite races of the year because like I think we've talked about on the show many times, but we never got to race in Canada really when we were pro. Like I hardly ever raced, raced maybe a couple races, but National Championships was the one time every year that we got to race a big race in Canada that felt like a big deal was a big deal. National championships is a big deal. And to win that is really special. Um, some of my favorite memories are, are winning national champs and racing it. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has a great weekend and enjoy it. It's special. Go have fun. Drummerville is, uh, it's a great time. It's a great place. We've been there many times. <laughs> Drummondville's like, I was just thinking it's like the rock Hill of Canada. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's our like, Rock Hill. We go there like once a year, it feels yeah. like, for normally big races with something big on the line. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like it, track-wise, it's not very similar, but just East Coast, we, we go there every year for a race pretty much. Kind of know what you're getting. Hasn't changed much. You nope. kind of want it to change a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a, yeah, pretty we've had good. good, like good. There's been some, uh, I'd say, quite a few memories for that place. Like, obviously, yeah. National Champs, like you said, is a huge memory. Like, same. It's just like it's... 
it's always special because it's always one that I don't know we're the same. We always want to do well at. Um, mm. And we just there's been some interesting interesting dynamic races there. That one with the rain and the whole issue with the start mm. and us backing up like waiting to go in the start and then they almost ran the gate too fast. Just a lot of funny moments. Yeah. So yeah, good luck to all our all our fellow Canadians going uh, this weekend. Should we? Um, are there any predictions? What are you thinking? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We just. I was really thinking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many? How many uh, leads do you think doll. there are? Oh, go ahead. What? How many leads do you think there'll be? Do you think we'll we'll hit two racks? In elite, yeah. In Quebec, yeah. there will be. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm thinking. So speaking of Papandal, speaking of memories, uh, what do we both miss about not being at Papandal? Dude, I honestly just missed those mornings at the breakfast tables there, like that morning breakfast. <laughs> and you just, you got, I, we've talked before, you just get so much variety. You just get everything you want all in one place. And then just everyone's just rolling up, hanging out. The sun's shining through those windows normally. You're overlooking a golf course. It's hard to beat the mornings there. Yeah, that is delightful. Um, I had a, I had a moment today. I was watching the refresh my memory with the racing today. I was watching some of the rounds and watching semis, and I had like a flashback to the feeling I would get. Like for instance, in a World Cup semi at Papandale, like if you come out and you're in second or something, and you're in a good spot to make the main, like you know you're going to make the main, you just have to stay smooth and you're like relieved. That's a really cool feeling mid lap because the semis are super stressful. You work so hard to get to Papandale. You work so hard to get through the race day. And to be in a good position to make the main in the semi is just a very relieving feeling. So I had a flashback to feelings like like that I would get in semis at World Cups, and that was pretty cool. So I miss I miss that actually. I miss that. Do you have one race that's the most um, like sticks out in your brain? One race or one one maybe year maybe? A Papandale? Yeah. I'd say 2017. I rode great, made the main both days, had a good shot at winning the first day. Um, ended up getting caught up with Sylvan. Um, didn't get on the podium, got sixth, I think. And then second day came back and got a, got second to Joris with Connor in third. That was my last world cup podium. So that was, um, that was really special. That one stands out to me. That's a good one. That was a, that was a stacked year. I feel like I don't like mm-hmm. sometimes you think post Olympics, maybe it's not going to be a stack, but that was, that was, that was a stacked it was year. Wasn't huge. it huge? Yeah. I think there was, there was just tons of people and like, that was the year I think, yeah, no, I, I can't remember which one, but it was, yeah, it was stacked. Everyone was there. Yeah. Um, I will say, man, watching the racing, holy fuck, the guys are going fast now at that track. I mean, obviously, the level's been raised every year. They're hauling ass. And the track, I feel like, is faster now, too, the layout, especially yeah. the third and fourth straight. You can just go full speed. Dude, you're totally right. Like, everything feels like, like, it felt... Dude, they're... I was going to say, they're hanging on down the second straight. Dude, yeah, that's what I feel like, too. <laughs> like, it's like... So the first straight is awesomely wide open. Like that's a cool drag strip. It always has been the best first straight ever, but it still is sick. Even though that second jump is tiny, the triple small, the triple is exciting because the girls are jumping it pretty easily. So it's awesome. But they come out of that turn now, just 100% flying to a miniature double. Um, It definitely looks like a good size triple now. Like they, they did definitely beef that little lip up. So not everyone was going like double manual or pump pump or whatever you want to do. And then they had so much speed over that berm job. It was getting dangerous, dude. Dude, they are just hanging on. They're like honestly going too fast for second straight now. Like they're <laughs> barely, barely catching backsides. A lot of the guys aren't even pedaling after the second one because they can't catch backside in the berm jump. Dude, no, I know like, it's changed a little bit in the second straight, but it's not that different. I mean, no, I guess I'm trying to think of like even from I guess last year, the year before, like what changed to make it seem like it's so much faster. 
Like we, I don't think much. I think I honestly think the guys are just getting a whole lot faster. Yeah, the jumps are a little bit easier and stuff, but man, the guys are just so good. Um, we can't like while we're talking about this, we might as well just throw this in there. Uh, pills semi day two. Was it the semi day two? Oh my god, did he overshoot that thing? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like he was, he was going to be one of the first people I talked about. Holy shit. Was he going fast this weekend? Oh he, my goodness. I well, Yeah, he was flying. We might as well just sit, talk about him now, but he was flying. I got to give him a lot of credit. That was pretty sick. You just, you don't want to land a berm jump like that or any jump. So he's on carbon bars, right? I'm pretty sure those are carbon bars. Those yes. are okay. Carbon bars are a liability on supercross and in BMX. I think in, I don't for think pros in general, they I don't stop. I don't think they're safe to use. You can't tighten them like you can aluminum. How much weight are you really saving? How much stiffness? Like I think you just you got to use good aluminum uh, bars and stem and just make sure they're tight and strong, especially at the speed um, the guys are going and the strength they have. Just so we don't and, get okay. To be fair, you you could say the way he landed it might have happened with aluminum bars, but I'm pretty sure they snapped right. They didn't just move. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, let's clarify cremoli bars. You don't want aluminum probably either. Those might snap. Um. Dude, I don't think I don't think Cromoly bars. Okay, yes, I meant I meant Cromoly. I know. Uh, I don't think that I don't think that a regular setup would have had that same effect, dude. I don't know why it just it didn't seem like he hit hard. There was never a hard hit. He just overshot the shit out of it. So I mean, the, to be fair, the bars can if you overjump that fast into flat, you, you can like slam your bar Chicago, but it's way harder to do it with normal bars. Yeah. I, I agree. We've we've both seen it now a couple of times in recent history that carbon bars have failed when they shouldn't, when they should have been, everything should have been fine. We'll say. Yeah. So. Like I I completely understand wanting stiffness and um, to save weight, but honestly, like on supercross, you need to sacrifice a little bit of weight just for something that's reliable, just for safety. It's not a big deal. It's like I think they have like like carbon bars, like they are. Most of them, oh my, I just watched the video again, dude, he just Dude, he just, it's unbelievable to watch. <laughs> he overshot it by so much. The funny thing is, when he goes over the, like, the actual berm, like, the, the top of the women's berm, he's not high off the ground. Like, he's not high, he just, <laughs> no, he just keeps he going, though. He didn't want to be, like, nose in, and then just catch nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, poor guy, poor guy, man. He's in second, I think, right? Yeah, he just passed into second oh, yeah yeah brutal like he was good enough to win i think this weekend too yeah 100 percent. i agree um i was yeah. gonna say the car like yeah you you're they have a set tightening like you're supposed to use a torque wrench i think and tighten them to a set torque but it's like i don't know doesn't work it doesn't work for bmx it, it just doesn't work, work no and people always no. say like we we probably over tighten our chromoly bars yes but it's for safety reasons like if they're going to move, you're going to need a huge impact to make a move. And like, we don't want them to move because we can hold ourselves up in pretty big situations like that one. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of bike malfunction, do you see Cedric Cade's quarter? Dude. So I didn't realize that was him at first. And then I saw somebody walking off the track with just a wheel busted. So I went back and watched and I, I realized <laughs> I've never seen what the fuck happened. Come on. I don't understand what the fuck happened either. When I first watched it, it looked like his entire back wheel fell off. I think it was just the tire. It was a bit hard to tell in the video, but it looked like he was just on the rim on on the first straight, which is, I mean, sucks for him because he was riding well, but a, kind of a funny scene to look look Dude, at, to be honest. It was it was a pretty funny thing. I thought he would have like cased the berm jump, but like I, when I saw the photo <laughs> or over the, the initial video of him walking off the track, I was like, 
why is he walking right now on the first straight? Like, there's no jump there that would blow his wheel up. And then they, I watched the actual footage. Just, it's just his wheel exploded, dude. Like, what the fuck happened? Dude, I think was, so. Was, was his wheel still on? And his tire just got fucking ripped off completely. Do you want me to just go find it? Too? It was day two, right? Yeah, I think it was day two on the second, like before the second jump. Okay, so when I looked, when I tried to like look at it slowly. It looked like he was just on his rim on the first straight, which is just a hilarious thing to picture in your mind. <laughs> it really is, though. Let me find it just to justify it. Um, I have no idea how that happens. It's super weird. No, I think it's got to be just, it's, I mean, shit happens, fluke incidents. I think that's got to yeah. be what it was. Still just funny as fuck. I'm not going to find it in time. We're just be that's okay, around. whatever. Uh, but um, the third straight, what'd you think? The what? The third straight of the track for racing. How'd you, what'd you think of it? I thought it was cool, like the different lines you could do, especially the lines Sylvain was doing. Man, he did it fast. I think it was his quarter, I want to say the second day. His That must have been the fastest second half of the track on the weekend or one of the fastest second. He went from third to first on the other third and fourth straight, and then he was flying. Yeah. A couple of times when you could tell he was almost winding it up out of the second turn, and then <clears throat> he would like kind of cut back down out of the turn, and then uh, he'd just rip by somebody. Like he'd triple in or something, and then just fly by him. One of the few guys tripling in, most guys weren't, um, but he was doing it super fast. Probably felt like he could just stomp it and really commit to that line. It was better if he hit it. So yeah. probably a bit harder to do, I would think also. I mean, having not ridden the straightaway, that's what I would assume. Yeah. Um, but I think it's anytime you have a third straight where you have two comparable lines and one might be tougher but faster is a masterpiece. Because I think as a track builder, it's tough to build a straightaway like that. Yeah, I totally agree. This is the hard part. Like, you always want to find a re- rewarding, tough line that if somebody can manage to pull it off, it becomes faster. But, dude, how many tracks do we get that in, in life? Like, there's so few tracks that have actually, that's worked on. And if it, it was this one, like, that's so cool, yeah. And good for Sylvan for bouncing back, too, after a couple of bad races. Or, no, I won't say bad races, but a couple of races that we didn't do as well as we would have liked to get on the podium. Yeah. I just watched Cedric's video. I found it. Dude, he doesn't do anything bad. Over, like, he just overjumps no. the first jump a little bit yeah. and then doesn't even land hard. Just wheels just gone when he lands. Then that sucks. Like, so he didn't weird. like he didn't get to race the race, basically. So weird. So Yeah. Um, okay. Um, before we get into Papendal, um, I, we have a guest in the chat that wants to talk about Sleeman track. Give us an update. So I'm going to add him in. Our boy, Mitchie. Um, let's see if he connects to audio. Let's keep this. We've we had a lot of issues today. We don't want to have issues here. Mitchie, can you hear us? Oh, what's going on? What's up, Mitchie? Thanks All right, for real us, quick, buddy. Mitchie. Let's hear the update. About what? Any uh, updates you about me, Sleeman? You hit, me, you hit me the other week and showed me or just told me about their, uh, their redoing Sleeman track. So I, we thought we'd get you get a little update. And uh, since yeah. uh, we're just talking about Papendal. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off with Papendal quickly. Um, Day two, day one was pretty good. Like I think Rico was probably best for U twenty three, from my opinion. Um, like I've seen results Rico, would agree. Um, I've seen Rico when he was like, oh, five years old when he was in Australia doing um a series called Track Attack, and he was like beating kids by miles for just his age. And to see him grow up and just like smash and go back to back to back, it's like, man, this kid's gonna be an up and comer. Yep. Yeah, he's a fucking weapon, especially because um, yeah, the New Zealand program's been in shambles the last however many years, and he's just yeah. killing it. Oh, and I think in a couple of years he'll make Olympics with um, <clears throat> Mickey Bias and all that. That'd be sick. Yeah, they could do yeah. it. 
Um, but no, no, I know we haven't actually got into talking about Papendal. We're going to get there in a bit. What is what is going on with Sleeman? Because that's hosting a World Cup next year. First, first one of the year, or second. New Zealand first or Australia first? Uh, um, yeah, New Zealand's first. Rotorua, then uh, second. Sleeman. Yeah, and they're redoing the track by the looks of it, which is I, th- I think yeah, kind of so needed because that redoing, second turn was micro. Yeah, yeah, they're redoing the second, third, and last straight. So they're going to keep the first straight because it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, because it's a big triple into the corner. What will people will either jump you? You have to jump in, or you full triple in it. You can't like manual through it. Yeah, kind of thing. Um, and then the second straight. I like their old second straight because it was very flowy. But I think uh, how the World Cups have been going, um, they had to change it. Like they're doing um a triple with a step roller at the bottom. So they can either triple uh, that to a jump manual or they could just go the quad. That'd be and then uh, right. I know the second jump's going to be a bit bigger, apparently, um, what I've seen uh, by Tristan Cronk, who's a track builder in Australia, who used to race World Cups. Yep. Um, so he's got a team of uh, like Jai Homsch, um, Jace Cunning, who's his bits and pieces. Um, who's in and out, but he's doing more pun track at the moment. Uh, but yeah, it looks really good. Like, apparently, it's meant to be up to standards. That's good. Has Tristan made yeah. any other tracks? Like, how how's this building? You like you like it? Yeah, it looks good. Like, because I'm in Melbourne, so I haven't seen it properly yet. Um, I might go up in a couple of weeks, maybe depending on how work is down here as well. Um, but yeah, it, all I've seen is just. Photos, good. Yeah, Oz needs Oz needs World Cups. I mean, you guys have, are a superpower in BMX and have such a good following. I think it, it's good for the sport to have World Cups in Australia. Yeah, because um, Shepparton got flooded uh, last year, so they had to. The track was stuffed, so they're redoing the whole track again for Shep. Shit! Wow. Um, yeah, we'll look forward to that next year. Thanks for the check in, Mitchy. We're gonna get on to Papandal. Thanks, buddy. No, good, bro. Thanks, brother. Cheers, brother. Later. Have a good one. Later, Mitchie. There we go. Uh, Ozzy, Mitchie, so let's. We were talking with the, about the French guys, so we started talking about Sylvain. Let's start with um, Sylvain, Joris, Romain, Ren Carrel, Pills, and Maillet. And you, maybe we'll I, throw in um, uh, Garion as well. Who do you want to start with? Did you can you say that now? We say all those people again because I feel like we just missed somebody. Sylvain, Romain, Joris, yep. Romain Maillet, yep. Ren Curel, Pills, and Garayon. Unbelievable. That's just six absolute weapons. So we got a situation for their Olympic team. Because whatever, <laughs> what did Jeremy go? Like four, Jeremy went like four or five or something on the weekend? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Two mains, yep. So solid. Like that's really good. Four or five. Two yep. top fives for Jeremy. Sylvain got a podium. Romain won. Didn't make the main. And Joris won. And also didn't make the main at the first day. Yeah. Um, we got a situation here. I don't know what, like, I don't want to be the coach of France or the <laughs> head up of France who has to make the decision on the Olympic team. I can tell you that right now. Now, what do you do? I can, like, okay, I, you have to, from what we've heard that they go basically off of their main event results. So it's basically stats based. A lot of it is just, if you do well in the finals, that's great. That's what you're doing, which just is just perform, absolutely baby. absurd that you have to be at that level to make the team. Like you have to be performing in a level that most people are just trying to get to. Um, 
If you had, yeah, I'd, <laughs> dude, if you're taking right now, obviously Jor, or Joris and Romain right now, both two wins on the World Cup ter- circuit, the only two guys. Absolutely. They're, I think they're 1A, 1B right now. I I think I, I think Romain's going to win the Olympics next year. I think you called that a while ago too, didn't you? Is that what you I said? did. Yeah. I did. And I did. And that's my guy. Yeah. That's my pick for it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Can you imagine? That would be so I think he will, sick. especially in France. He's a weapon at races in France. Yeah, we think he's fast right now. We good thing we haven't got him on home soil again yet, hey? Yeah, um, fucking outstanding win for Romain the first day. Uh, dude, it's just unbelievable. Like he's stepped it up like crazy. He's just like doesn't need one, doesn't need the inside. He can pop it off from the middle now, and is just horsepower down the rest. Like the second half of the first straight is just incredible. He's really figured out how to win too. Like he looks very. Um, composed in the mains he knows how to get his best start first straight looks very clinical and it's man it's amazing that the first four races are both they've just been won by Roman and Jarvis they're both got two wins yeah it is nuts eh um <clears throat> it seems like Romain is just like like everybody the track would almost look too small for him like that second straight just looked too small like he he was he was going so fast like over the berm he looked like he overshot the crap out of it too launched that and then he was kind of just he doesn't really it, he's nothing flashy around the track ever, but he just he clicks a lap off like nothing. Pills too, man was pills yeah. fast. This is I think this is the fastest I've ever seen pills. Honestly, even though he didn't win, holy yeah. smokes was he good. I think it was the well, was it the first? So he would have he got second the first day to Romain. Yeah, first day. Yeah, first day to Romain he got second. Correct. Um, won the, I think he won the quarter and the semi. Beat Meek. Man, he was so good. Like so good. Didn't get his best start or, or first jump in the main, kind of got shuffled back and ended up going low and coming through in second. Um, but man, he was he was good enough to win too. And I think if, if he keeps riding this way, he's gonna win a world cup really quick. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. And it's Pills is somebody I don't really take for having like crazy race racecraft or track speed, but I mean he showed he had a to me like a bunch this weekend. Like he made a good move in the first turn to get into second uh in the main there, and then he was he caught Romain around the track like he had a he had a really good line down the third straight double manualed in, so kind of doing Sylvan's line but with the double manual which I think was even probably faster, um, and to do that full speed main event was dialed like yeah he, he caught Romain like crazy. Um, yeah, he's so fun to watch. I love watching him ride. I love his style. Love his gait. Love his track speed. He's my guy. Dude, his gates are something else, aren't they? I don't know why. He's so good. I love it. I love his moves. It just looks like he extends his head and shoulders out so much. It works, though. Yeah. It works. He's my my favorite guy to watch, like I've talked about before. And yeah, yeah, fuck, he was so good to watch this weekend. I I didn't have a doubt, though, that Romain won that when they came across the line. Like, I don't know about you when you're watching. I was like, I was like, Romain got that. But they took so long to figure out who won. I was like, okay, first off... Romain probably knew on the inside, but you don't want to be jumping to conclusion if you because if you got second, that would be tough. Mm-hmm. But they need to figure that out mm-hmm. faster. They, they were ha- left hanging for a while. Yeah, I could, honestly, I, could t- I thought I could tell right away. I wasn't. I never thought that pills won. Yeah, no. I it would, he looked like he was a smidge behind. Normally, you can tell, but yeah. Um. So kind of in the shadows was Jeremy. Obviously, didn't get on the podium or win like Sylvan, uh, Joris, or Romain. But man, four five, both mains, top five, really solid. He's, he's bouncing was back. Was it 4 5? Something like that. I, I don't know if it's exactly 4 5, but something like that. 5 5, 4 5, 4 4. Do you want me to figure out a number on the first day? Number on the first day was definitely a 5. Mm. Second day, we'll just pretend it was a 5. Mm, something like that. Something but anyway, like that. Um, you're a great. 
Yeah. No, I 100% agree, too. I mean, guys, I feel like this, I don't know why, I just felt like he was he's still working back into it from the wintertime. Obviously, it's been a while, so that's probably wrong. He's probably 100% full gas. But it just seems like he's still, like, chipping away. I don't know why I feel that way. You feel that at all? Like, he's just mm. coming in, still chipping away, getting back to the top? I think I think it was his quarter on the first day. He messed up on the third straight, had to pull double manual into the last corner and barely made it. Went from, like, first or second to fourth. Um, good recovery though. He's got a good, good skill to just yank double manual into the last corner when I he did, has to. I did not see this and I need to find it. It's pretty sick. I think it was in the quarter. Yeah, he was man. in second. I think he's in second. Yeah. Messed up the third street bat, lost a lot of speed and then just popped it out and still made it, which is impressive to, to be able to just do that. Cause some riders would have just made a bigger mistake and then not made it, but he still salvaged it and then made the main. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Pulled double manual on the triple in. Yeah. It was cool. Wasn't it? That was pretty sick. What a battle that was to get to finish it off there too. Yeah. It's amazing what kind of stuff you can bring out when you need to. It's nuts. Honestly, nuts, isn't it? You just like, you, you won't even practice it. And all of a sudden you'll just pull double mail something when you have to with a steep ass lip. Yeah, it's so true. It's like throwing a pedal in somewhere. Like uh, Pills on yep. the first day in the main, he threw a pedal in after the step down on the second straight, right before the first mm-hmm. pro jump. It's like, there's no doubt in my mind that he never practiced that once. Main event time, no. time comes. He's like, oh, I need to pedal. I'm just going to throw it in here quick. You're so focused. You're so in the zone and just like just flowing that you can do anything. Yeah, that's not. I love it. That's that's what you people strive um, for. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Maya was quick too. Like he wasn't as he was getting he was getting beat around the track compared to um, some of the other top guys. But his first straights were on it as always. I mean that first straight is made for him. He's underrated fast i think i think people forget about him myself included sometimes until he shows up at these races and then he's just hauling ass so um, yeah he kind of gets overshadowed by the others but man, <laughs> he could all shot any round yeah no 100 percent. yeah um kind of yeah tough luck getting caught up with pills on the second day semi i feel like that's not his mo but he, he unfortunately gets a shitty end of the stick it feels like sometimes that was one of them wasn't it jeremy he got tied up with or was it was it pills? Uh, it no, was that was pills when yeah. his bars blew okay. off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the second turn, yeah. Yeah. He got pushed off the track down the second straight the other day, I think, too, by Jeremy, maybe, out of the first corner. Uh, Maybe. I'm trying to yeah, remember. pretty sure he did. Okay, on the first day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's shit. Um, I'm just looking through here. I just, I was watching while we talk, I always watch these just to catch anything too. I just watched uh, Joris get pushed off the track in the quarter on the first day. That's tough. He wasn't stoked on that. That's for sure. He looked way faster than that. That's, that's a definite. Yeah. Let's give a shout out and to you, James, for calling it Jamie O'Brink making his first world cup main. That's no, wait, wait, was it his first one? Yeah, it was his first one. Cause he made a semi in Turkey, right? Oh fuck. No, I think he made the main in Turkey, dude. Did he make the main in Turkey? Fuck, this is a tough look for the boys again. Why do we got to ask these questions? I know, but you, you you called it like a breakout ride kind of thing in Papa Don. I would yeah. say, too, like he whole shot it. Uh, what round did he whole shot from eight? Didn't he whole shot Super the, impressive, the, though. Was it the semi, dude? Whole shot the. I think it was a quarter. Okay. I get, I get the mixed up. There's so many fast guys. I look the man, at the quarter, that kid, like, that's that kid's the real semi. deal. He That kid's the real deal. Dude, crazy town, hey? Like, just, mm. I feel like he came out of nowhere. I don't know about you, but it's just like, I wasn't maybe really paying attention to those guys. And then, well, he's, know. he's super, he's obviously super young. Um, yeah. yeah. But he's the real deal. I, I have no doubt he's the next Dutch superstar for sure. for sure. Did he do it out of eight, too? Did I remember? Did I see him do it out of eight yeah. when he did that? What, whole shot the quarter? Yeah. 
Yeah, he all shot up from eight. Like, I think it was the one with Sylvan, I think, in it. Yeah, Sylvan eventually, I think, passed him. But yeah, I just found it now. It always takes me a moment to find it. But... Yeah. But yeah, he did all shot up from eight. That's legit. Just, just goes full neek on their ass. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, man, he's, like I said, he's the real deal. Uh, you know, while we're on the Dutchies, Dave Vanderberg, shout out to him, buddy. Like, that was, I feel like he hasn't been in the in the mix as much, and he just was boom, right back in two main events. Like, that's sick. Dave is a silent assassin. Like, kind of under the radar. No, I don't think we talked about him. Dark horse. We didn't say anything. And then, boom, he just does that. Yeah, dude, he's silent assassin. Probably underrated for how good he is and good he's been, like, for many years. Yep. Really good first straight. And he can stay really good, smooth around the track, too. He's always good in Papandal. Um, He's had some good longevity in his career, too. Yeah, because... What sucks is he's also had to deal with injuries, but he always finds a way, it seems like, to bounce back well. Like, I think he underrated injuries. It's not something to post a whole bunch about his body life and dealing with the stuff and all that. Um, and, yeah, he just keeps chipping away. He keeps coming back when 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 needed. Big time. At no home, doubt. Yeah. And no doubt one of the nicest guys on the circuit, too. He's awesome. Dude, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, very cool to see. And I bet you that was special being at home. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, good showing out of Ross Cullen also. Yeah, you thought so? Mm-hmm. I thought I was I was hoping he'd be in a main. I thought he might have been. Yes, but I would say good showings though. He was in the mix with those top guys in the deep rounds. Yeah. He's one of those guys to me now. Like he is one of those guys if I saw battling up front in a semi or fucking even a main. Like definitely doesn't surprise me. I don't think to surprise you at that point, at this point. No, I, I think he makes the main at the worlds this year. Yeah. Rice, Home world. I, th- I think it's going to be a good breakout race for him. Okay, here's the question: How many GB guys do you think we can get in the f- in the final at Worlds at home? <clears throat> I think um, I think two. I think he makes it, um, and I think Kai Whiteweight makes it. Okay, that's a big call up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cool to see it. I mean, GB guys sucks that Kai wasn't able to race. We thought, kind of thought he was based off his Instagram at the beginning of the week, but it seems like that changed. I don't know if that was a last minute change, just tried and couldn't do it. Uh, but always a bummer because he's somebody that's always in the mix and fun to watch. Uh, but Patty made it interesting, got in the final on day two, I think it was. So that was exciting. Another GB guy um, thrown it in there. Our belated two was really fast, just kind of wasn't really there. Like wasn't really there with the top guys late in the day, but was really quick. Like whole shot at some good laps. Um, yeah, like I said, just... Um, yeah, he almost got it the first day in the main. Like, he was there with Romain. Pills just went under him that first turn, right? Uh, he's, yeah, he's fucking... Oh, up. yeah. Um, I was thinking, yeah. Columbia's getting three wrong. spots, dude. I was, thinking, I, was thinking, I was thinking of the wrong day. Okay, that's fine. Columbia's getting three spots at the Olympics. Yeah, yeah he, he put Diego podium, so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that. That happens. There's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colombia's getting three spots at the Olympics. I'm putting a stamp on that. We were talking about maybe the Dutch, maybe the U.S., maybe the Aussies. No, no, I think Colombia's getting three spots. The U.S. is going to be leaking oil with points now with Cam out. They, they, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. What happened to yeah. Cam? Wait, what did I miss something? Cam's been out. He wasn't there. Oh, Wood. That Larson, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. did I not say Wood? I meant Cam Wood. Yeah, yeah not Larson. No, no, I get that. No, you're right. I, I think they are, and I think they 
They need the numbers. I think for three spots, you need the numbers. And I don't think the U.S. has the numbers compared to Colombia now. Like, Colombia has Diego, Carlos, and now you got Carmona getting on a podium, too. And <laughs> I was going to say, congrats to that point. That was sick. That was, like... I don't know. If that, like, I don't know if he's made a World Cup main. I don't like. I know who he is. I don't know him at all. And just boom, main event on the podium. Like shit. All right, nice work, bud, dude. Like just oh, yeah. just throws it in there on the World Cup podium. Yeah, man. Good for him. What a thrill, especially dude at popping by with those two dudes, man. Good yep. for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think they get the three. I think they'll earn it. I don't even know who will get the first spot at this point with Diego riding as fast as he is and Carlos. Carlos still being Carlos, you know he'll get on a podium again soon. So, yeah. Yeah, and especially with, I mean, they're getting guys on the podium, like a podium machine, that team, so. Yeah, it seems like every time one of them is on, one of them's on the podium, or one of them's on, like, going fast that weekend or that day, it's, they got somebody always. I think that's what you need for those country points, too. Yeah, 100%. Um, another kind of tough weekend for Isaac, too. Obviously, didn't get the results he wanted. Didn't quite have the pace those top guys where he wants to be. Yeah, it kind of seemed off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. it's just not the Isaac of as of late I'd say where we almost like some of these guys you just you almost too much just expect them to be on the podium sometimes just because they're how they're performing so definitely I kind of thought he would have been like an automatic podium guy uh, but it just I think it just shows like the, the field is stacked right now. everyone's going so quick that you can't just you can't just stamp one guy on it all the time and it's a long year too like as we all know it kind of comes in waves like he came into the first few months of the season absolutely guns blazing yeah. going super fast and um now might just be one of those kind of down periods before he before he starts you know going back up so who knows like there's you know a lot of the guys that um at the top now in a few months might not quite have the pace that he might have it can you know natural tendencies with training and racing and everything or natural fluctuations i should say true do you do you think did he switch to start working with Sam now that Sam's the national team coach? Do you think like it, he has for a guess. while? He has for a while. Okay. Okay. So it's been a minute. Like, I want to say even, I want to say even last year he was. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering if there was maybe just like, you know, a classic adaptation period, you know, getting used to new program, new coach, new, new system. Didn't know if that was a thing. No, but, I think he has since last year when Sam was the coach. So it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully more yeah. out of him, you know, a couple of guys, I'll throw out a couple of names who I thought definitely more of, I thought we'd see a little more. One of them was uh, Gomers. He's been going so fast the year rounds, and like he's been, by the looks of it, getting faster and faster, competing more and more. That I thought he might have been able to sneak in a final, get in there. Um, I think he might have been one of my dark horses, but that didn't work out. Hasn't quite had it at the first two World Cup weekends. No, fortunately not. He's he's been there at the year rounds, but that's they're different. They're different ball games, I guess. Really, right? Yeah, and I think Jeremy Smith said in his post, like the racing is another level of the World Cups, and it really is. Like the pace of the rounds, everything is just ratched up way higher than USA BMX or year round. Like the intensity, the overall level is way higher. It's hard to explain, I guess, to people that may not know that or may not like fully understand it. Well, because I think they see a bunch of similar names. They see a bunch of similar names. Oh, it's just the same guys. Like, no, no, no. Like you might get three or four of the same names. Okay, then the names you'd normally see in there, like there's there's those little differences of guys that are maybe better than them that are even in there now. And it's just like the amount of people that are up at that level now is just like, you got, I don't know, 30 plus guys that seems like they could podium a world cup. It's nuts. Yeah. And the laps are, I mean, the intensity is very higher because there's more on the line. There's more, much more depth in the class. It's way more cutthroat, the format. Yep. Um, but also the laps are more tiring because obviously the tracks are more demanding, but because you want a good lane choice, you go as fast as you can every single lap to the finish line. I mean, more or less. 
Whereas in USA BMX or whatever, you don't really need to as often. Um, often you cruise and motos or whatever down the last straight. And now they're getting transponders into things again. But generally, historically, you, you, the motos are a bit more relaxed. Whereas World Cups, I mean, you got to be firing from the get-go and get good lap times from the get-go. So every lap is more draining. Yeah. That's yeah, exhausting. Um, I was watching a couple of Neek's laps here. Um, mm-hmm. It looked like he had the speed a lot of times from the outside. He, I thought he was going to be able to just do his thing, but just never really seemed to to click and work out for him. Not with like the other guys having a little extra gas too. No, but it's still like pretty early from his injury, honestly. Like, he didn't get injured that long ago. Like he probably still isn't quite at a hundred percent overall. Yeah, he might be physically as strong or whatever, but it takes a bit of time, even after an injury like that with um, a broken collarbone, to to really feel like a hundred percent. So to me, he just didn't quite look like he has. I don't know. Hundred percent, all uh, all things firing. Yeah, it's crazy that we like we both kind of say the same thing. Although, even though like he almost should have whole shot at the second day final. It's just mm-hmm. that's yeah, sneaks level sure. though. It's just like his yeah for sure yeah. Yeah, he just he doesn't look like he's quite hundred percent. I could be wrong, but that's kind of how it looked to me in Turkey and Papandov. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he just he he set the bar so high the few times he's gone from eight at World Cups like Papandov. Like, <laughs> it's I also think that's, that's also part true. of the problem because if that was anybody yeah. else, like dude, he basically he was first to the first turn on day two. That's clear. The only person that got on the inside of him to make the pass and screw him up was Joris, and then. He got shit hit the fan because he got fucked over, basically. Like, not fucked over, but people people ball you up. Um, so he just, like, if that was anybody else, he'd be like, holy shit, did they just have a hell of a first trade? And they, they basically won to the first turn. It's like, Neek, it's like, ah, oh, damn, buddy. Like, you didn't win one. It's like, how do we how do we even say that out loud and just not laugh You didn't smash or win for me. What's, what's wrong, <laughs> yeah. dude? You didn't win for me. What's, what's going on? It just feels like the most ridiculous thing to say out loud if you just think about it. It's like, oh, shit, you didn't win one. I know. That's his level. Like that's that's naked Papandol. So, a guy Ryan made court was. Uh, I made the quarters in the first quarter. day. Yeah, close to fourth of the line, but didn't quite get it. Yeah, yeah that's good to see from him. He's chipping away silly. The guy, kid has been, <clears throat> kid's making gains, and that's that's the only thing you can ask for a kid that's just new to the whole World Cup scene, especially new to elite World Cup racing, right? Honestly, if you're consistently making quarters and you start like riding better and better and make semis, then you'll make the main. It's like kind of a nat- more natural progression. So yeah. he'll get there. Yeah, I thought that was awesome for him. I like to see him. I like to see steps forward. If you if you're taking a step forward, dude, like let's go. That's sick. Because we know he's got the speed inside. It's just the comfortability of learning how to use it. I feel like. Any other guys we want to touch on before we get to the ladies? Um, there's probably a lot. It's probably a lot we're missing. That's just how it is. Um. Well, I mean, there's so many fast guys, but those yeah. are the guys I, I kind of had highlighted as well. Yeah, that was me just taking a look at the finals. We can't look at, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out. Like we got to give a, sh- we have to give a shout out at this point. We we don't always go through the U23s just because we feel like there's tons of guys in the elite class to go through already. That's basically mm-hmm. reason. But shout out to Rico Berriman, dude. Dude, four putting on four? a clinic in that class. That's fucking incredible. He's like, he's a weapon. Absolute superstar. I mean, he's already a superstar, but superstar in the making in the elite class. The man, he is, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's yeah. a man among boys in that class right now. No, straight up, dude. And it's like, I, I know he races elite in the US. I know he competes with all the top guys, but at the end of the day, he's still a U23 rider, just like Leo was last year. Leo didn't win mm-hmm. every single one, missed one at the start. And Rico's four for four right now. Like, takes damn, it's damn good to be perfect. So, 
I think he's really smart to race U23 too and take advantage of it. Like obviously he's some people might be wondering why he's not racing elite, but it's it's different going to elite and just being competitive and making a semi or the main or really learning how to win and be a star in the U23 class. And I have no doubt that when he gets up to the um, big men class at World Cups and decides to go up, he'll uh, he'll already know how to be a star and win on the biggest stage. And it'll help him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be... I saw an interview. He, he did somebody... I think they asked him, like, oh, you know, the, the, the World Cup's coming to New Zealand in the new year. Um, something about winning U23 and he's basically like, I hope I, I don't plan to be, don't plan to be U23 by then. I think he's probably going to run worlds U23, maybe finishes off the year. Maybe do you think? And then goes to elite next year. Or do you think after worlds, if he wins, he's just go elite. <clears throat> yeah, I think either. I mean, I think he yeah. should, I think he should go and try and win the worlds for sure. And then who knows? Like if he wants to become world cup champion, U23, like that's cool. It's pretty, yeah. It's a pretty awesome plaque and award or I mean, uh, resume that's like to say that. So. You know what? I think that'd be cool to do if you're doing a three and if you're in his position. I mean, he might not care and just want to race elite, which would be fine too. But, you know, it's a cool thing to, to have if you, you know, yeah. just take off a title like that. Yeah, no, I agree too. Yeah, that's pretty much good. Uh, Fre- the French are unstoppable and Colombia are getting three spots. That was my main main two topics <laughs> I had to put in there. Stamp it. Stamp it right um, there. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get into the women's side of things. Um, man, was Sia good. Holy smokes. Dude. Power couple. Come on. Yeah. Romain and Man, Saya, that's, Saya good. Just, how, did anybody else cl- just almost cry? Clinical. Did you almost cry? What? Did you almost cry when they both won? No. <laughs> You're not I'm a cry. Okay, well, it's fine. No, I definitely didn't either. It's fine. Uh, pretty cool to see, though. She, she fucking stomped one out of the start, hey? Yeah, especially in two besides Zoe. Did you see Zoe flinch? She flinched really bad. I didn't. I'm going to go check back and see that now. Yeah, she flinched super bad and didn't get a great start. And obviously, Saya did. And um, not only was her gait her gait really strong and her acceleration in the first jump, but she was able to keep accelerating down the first straight. Like she pulled away from the other ladies from the first jump to the second jump. And even the second day, like she she had it the second day. She had the win, overshot the second jump, and then um, Beth and Elise got around. But I think she would have, could have, should have won both days. She's definitely stepped her level up even this year. Hey, I definitely agree with that. Totally. What are we doing? Yeah, with it's good to see her riding riding at her uh yeah complete potential because she's a star yeah um what the hell is youtube doing i just watched two ads on youtube i went to click a button i just go have to go through two more ads like come on now what a joke on uh they gotta monetize it bro that's unbelievable they better uci <laughs> better be making a killing off this and give the peeps more prize money oh there's the, the hertz the, the hertz rental car advertisement better be paying a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> um now, Saya's like, I find her very smooth and efficient around the track, too. Like, she, there's nothing, like, too flashy, but, like, she's, nothing goes wrong, dude. Nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Just um, efficient. So, yeah, really, really good win for Saya. Yeah. Um, pretty cool podium the first day, too, because I know they're all friends. Laura and Merrill too, get on the podium. Two Dutchies on the podium, which is sick for the home dude, crowd. Mariana's first straight was super fast on the first day. She was, got, I mean, Laura and Merrill obviously raced really well, but Mariana got really unlucky not to podium the first day. Yeah, um, yeah. Was battling with side down the first straight. Obviously, Laura came underneath and kind of cut her off, and then Merrill slid by. So cool for the Smolder sisters to podium. Congrats to them, especially in a home crowd and everything. Merrill stamping her third place, like we called. What a fucking shock that is. <laughs> Get it in. That's what it is. It's what you can, you know, you could put money on that one. Hell yeah, Merrill. Yeah. Stamp it. 
Um, but yeah, good, great, great race for them. Um, but yeah, too bad for the champ. She got pretty unlucky. Yeah. I remember we were talking about it last show where it's like, you're saying, you know, it seems like Mariana stepped her game up again. And I was kind of like, yeah, I guess I see that too. But I think after a first trade like that, I have feel like I haven't seen a first trade out of Mariana like that in a while. Mm. I think she really has. Like, I very much agree with you now. She's got some more pull now again, like, especially yeah. compared to the last year or two, honestly, her first trades are better now than they have been the last couple of years. Yep. No, I totally agree. It felt like to me like this is that old Mariana who who would take one and then just whole shot and win. Where the past handful of years, I mm-hmm. almost or less a few years at least, I kind of felt like she was hoping to be in the mix to get a podium or like make her moves around the track like she was able to do. And mm-hmm. it's different. It's different. She's popping them off. Yeah. Again. I think now, like on the right day and a good start, maybe an inside, I think she can win a World Cup. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So. Yeah, for sure. What a stud. Um, Elise. Looked fast, but dude, she slammed that first day out of can nowhere. We, can we talk about Elise's one footer down the second straight on the second day? Did you see that? Oh yeah, dude, she, what was, she a was fucking save! In, eh? What a save that was. That like Elise is so so athletic. A lot of people would have done that and then just like I don't know, obviously got passed. Like she just made it work and got the foot back on and still podium, but super impressive. That's unreal. To get your foot mm. back on and still ride it out and not lose positions. That's tough. I'm just going through it now. <laughs> so really, I was just looking through a story too, and her ankle looks like it's super swollen. Um, oh, seriously? Now, but oh, <laughs> yeah, really. The way it uh, comes out, dude. She really rolls that foot, dude. Like uh, unbelievable save. She must have got it back in right in that second turn, like right in time. Yeah, get, and then just kept going. Again. No problem. No <sighs> problem. Damn, that was impressive. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Crazy into that first turn too. Beth coming over at least was doing a little stanky leg, just you know, keeping the mm. keeping her from going off. That's that was that was a good race, good action, like good first straight action. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, you've watched Beth's win too from eight. Like her gate wasn't very good for her standards. It's pretty average. Like she's probably middle of the pack down the ramp. Like I think even Laura was Laura in seven. I think Laura was in seven. Laura was ahead down the ramp. Yeah, and Mar- then Meryl was girls yeah. in the inside. Yeah, girls the inside were, and then she kind of just hit her marks, and then by the landing of the second jump, she'd kind of pull it up even, side overshot, and then she pulled Elise and Sire from the outside going to the corner. I mean, impressive hole shot for sure. That's kind of the cool thing about Papandel too, is you can win from anywhere. You don't even need. I mean, if you're if you have the pull, you just come away clean from eight. You can still hole shot, obviously. Dude, hundred percent. It's like middle, inside, outside. It's it's a free game, free ball game. Fairest, fairest first straight in the world. Do you think like it? There's more strategy with who you get beside in the gate when it comes to a first trade like this. Like I thought, I'll be honest. I thought I watched a few people that I was like, I don't know if you picked this lane because you're beside this person, but I think it's a smart move that you're there. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't names there, but yeah, like a lot, a lot of tracks, lane one is a huge advantage, and for sure, Papandal it is, but it's not as big of a deal to be in lane one or inside. If yeah. you're if you're the fastest person, you can win from anywhere. It's like you could be in four and just you know be confident you can get out, and you have a great chance of hole shotting. Example: Romaine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was cool. Um, seemed like most of the notable ladies were going fast. A few of the ones that I thought were missing was Camille wasn't in the final, getting a fifth or sixth place. No, nowhere to be seen. That that wasn't what we expected. That's not what we planned for. Not what we put money on, but. She hasn't had a great start to the year. No, I think uh, things have been a little yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd, I'd hold stock. 
holding stock. Holding stock. Uh, men on Veenstra, not not the best weekend either. Yeah, how'd she go? I see. She got semi the one. Which day she got semi? She got like fifth or sixth in the semi one day, and I can't remember how she did the other day. If yeah, I'm being okay. honest. Yeah, I kind of want to, like think you called it and agreed with you that main event was definitely where we thought she would be at this race, just with how fast she's yeah. been going. Zoe, I, Zoe was one of my calls to win on the preview show, and she was good enough and fast enough, I think, to win. Just didn't get a headline. Won the first day. It was the first day. Yep. First day, yeah, I think it was the first day. Sai one, like I said, flinched in the gate, bad start, got cut off, and just you know, obviously didn't make it happen. But she was fast enough and good enough to win. Um, I think she'll she'll get one this year. And she kissed the first jump pretty hard the first day. Jeez, yeah, she'll like win it. another World Cup. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, um, watching this back a little bit too. I mean, obviously Molly Simpson, Canadian, Canadian Molly Simpson. She mm. was flying two fifth places on the weekend. She's just a staple in the finals now. Yeah, and she's obviously made it a habit now to make the main every single time. And she's right there in the mix and top fives. And those top fives, like you get a slightly better start or, or I don't know, you just, the lap works out a bit better. Those could easily be two podiums for her. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's constantly putting herself in the mix and um, battling up front in semis. I think she got second in the semi one of the days that I was just watching. Um, Probably, yeah. But yeah, super impressive. Like she's a she's a top woman in, in the world and in that same group as Zoe and Saya and all of them. Um, yeah, she'll be on the podium again soon. Felicia looked like looked like there was another step up in her game. I think there was a little. She's back. She's a bit back, huh? I think she's, she's a bit back. Yeah, well, that's a good way mm-hmm. to put it. I think she's a bit back. <laughs> she's, she's not fully, but just a bit back. Is that what we're gonna say? Yeah, we're not gonna go full back, but a bit back. <laughs> holy shit our answer s squared teammate claiborne teammate get yours today lauren reynolds fucking ate shit in the first oh, corner that ass bomb dude like straight oh my to god her hip. dude her and peyton got tangled up it was peyton i think right was it the quarter of the first day of the semi i can't remember now can't remember but holy smokes i'm glad she's Jeez. okay that was gnar that looked like it hurt Oh boy, did it ever! I don't. She didn't race the second day. I'm pretty sure. No, I remember. I saw her post, and I, the post was the first thing I saw that she said something like, um, "Basically, yeah, she wasn't wasn't racing, but she was walking away." <laughs> That's just classic Supercross. You just get absolutely just oh. slammed. It was her birthday. I totally did, forgot to wish her happy birthday, Lauren. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Lars. Yeah, birthday, she got Lass. she got fucking smoked. Yeah, that's dude. That sucks. That's one of those ones your ass cheek just, you just, it goes, you just dead leg yourself and you just can't even put any weight or stand on it, probably. Oh, that's yeah. brutal. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the women's class right now, you have that core group at the top. Any of them, any of them can win. Like Elise, Mariana, Zoe, um, Beth, Laura, Saya. Dude, BMX is such a sick spot right now for that. Mm. So many people, so many good people going so fast. Like, yeah. The broadcast was good too. I'll say the broadcast was good. Rich, Rich and the crew did a great job. It was a tough scene. If you they kept doing flyovers, the bleaches, dude, the bleaches weren't even close to being full. Okay, that part was tough. The flyovers, like we're talking, we're talking 40 percent in the bleachers. What's going on? The flyovers themselves, I loved. I thought that oh, was cool. great. Yeah, yeah. The really bleachers, good. though, I mean, dude, what? Do, why? How? What are we doing? You know what? I think we just maybe we just have to accept that we're just the internet social media sport. I guess I don't want to. I don't want to come to that, but yeah. Which is great. I mean, why not? I don't know. I just want live fans. I think live is sick. I think every it is. 
Yeah, people most do stuff. stuff. Most sports are made for TV or like the stream, not in person. Yeah. It's like, for instance, slightly different, but the closing ceremonies at the Olympics, like it's cool to go. Like we've, we've both been and stuff, but it's not like that cool in person. It's way better on TV. Right. Yeah, they, you're right. They like make it, the show for It's the actually time. not that good in person. It's cool yeah. just to be there for it. But yeah. I hear that. And especially because like they were doing a great job at putting little beside, behind the scenes clips in of the athletes, the riders and the coaches and whatnot um, mm-hmm. in staging, which that's good stuff. And that's stuff you can't see when you're live. Actually, you're stuck just sitting there waiting for racing to happen. So uh, I could see that, that it's, yeah, it is probably better to watch online sometimes like that. I think during the main on Saturday when I was watching on YouTube, there was between four or 5,000 people watching live. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do we think? Um, is, that, is, that a, is that a win or a loss? I don't really know if it's either. Like, I don't know. I don't know what we're comparing to, really. I guess that's the problem. I don't know what's been in the past. I hear numbers from golf and that's just unattainable, I think, for us. So it's like I can't live even... live golf gets like fifty to seventy thousand or something live. And, and we YouTube. think that's like a joke. <laughs> like... Uh, I think so I think pretty sure like some NHL like I don't know if this is wrong. I guess it's yeah, you gotta compare YouTube to YouTube. Never mind. Yeah, I can't you know you can't compare live TV. No, it's true. Yeah. 5,000 doesn't seem like a whole lot. Let's be real. No. The, uh, what was the, what was the total? I can't remember the total of Turkey after, but 32 K right now. And I want to say like 60, I think they get around 60,000 after a while. Okay. Cause yeah, if we're at 39,000 for the day one, when Romaine one, I'm going to go check, um, Turkey day one, Turkey day one is at 36. So Papanel already has more views. Not a surprise. Papanel's just bigger. It's a staple. What does like Bogota have from last year? Um, was that on Olympic? I think that was on Olympic Channel, right? Let me go to Olympic Channel right mm-hmm. now and find out. It was Olympic Channel, yeah. Okay, switching over. See if we can find it. God, Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel has so many stuff. There's so many videos. Holy crap! They have a ton of different videos. They do like every single sport. Oh, here we go. Um, which one do you want? I mean, just whichever they want. It doesn't matter. Okay. Round five, I guess we'll go round five. Oh, 53,000 for round five. Okay. That's what I was thinking. It was around 60 or so. Yeah. yeah. Probably within a year, it's probably around 60. Yeah. Roughly. Round four last year. So that would have been Papendal too. It was 65,000. 60, 67, 58, 65, 53, 44, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, 44. Yeah. yeah okay. That's not bad. 60,000. Yeah. Very decent. Um, I will say, so the first day, the time of the, that the race went on was great. I woke up at mm-hmm. a decent yep. hour. Fantastic. The, Fantastic. Yeah. I could watch the entire show. Day two, yep. I woke up thinking the exact same was going to happen. Dude, racing was over. I woke up and it was just done. I was like, what the fuck just happened? I thought I was woke up at the exact same time. What time did you wake up at? Uh, I mean, I try to wake up like eight 30. <laughs> I guess, I guess I was in Alberta, so I was an hour ahead, yeah. And I was up a bit early for the track. I woke up, okay, so the day one, I had my alarm set for 8, because I had stuff to do that morning. I had my alarm set for 8, and then I had 30 minutes, didn't start to like 8.30 my time. So then the next day, I was like, oh, I'll set my alarm for 9, and then I should, I'll be a little late, but I can just hop back. And by the time I woke up at 9, turned my phone on in bed, like, I felt like it was done. 
Maybe I, I did. I fall back asleep. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it was just done. Well, it's like yeah. I mean, probably because it say the stuff was going like five p.m. popping out, so it's like eight a.m. on the west coast. Probably yeah. accurate, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you do that, it's okay. I mean, it's not ideal, obviously, but I'd say if you start the show, probably because the whole show is what an hour and a half, probably from yep. like the quarters onwards or whatever. Yep. Two, yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, I don't have to. So yeah, you start that or five or six European time. I think that's pretty fair and reasonable. That way it's not too late or anything there. And it's probably more so prime time right. and it's still manageable here. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that's good. Um, anything else from Pops or should we get in some questions from the grandstand? Let's do uh, some questions. Yeah, I'm good for some questions. Right, let's can, do some questions. I can do it. I'm on my computer today. All right. Will okay. Will a U.S. rider make a World Cup podium in elite men this year? From Stephen Ruprecht. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, Cam Wood will be back, or Corbin will step up. One of those two. Yep. Um, um let's read it from Alex Tugas because it's right there. Uh, forty-four sixteen or forty-seven seventeen. Forty-four. Forty-four sixteen. That's standard go-to. It's my go-to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Nick Long 64, are carbon bars a safety concern? Yeah, like we talked checked about earlier. Absolutely. I don't think people should use I honestly don't think people should use them. I still think like that was a crazy overshoot. I still don't think though it was a hard landing. Like it wasn't hard enough for that to blow forward. No, it's sketchy to use them. It's dangerous, yeah. especially at the speeds the guys are going. Yeah. Uh, from Thunder Midget, would all the crashes into one? But all the crashes into one was the backside different. Maybe he's talking about the crash yeah. The English was the English was tough in that question. I was just <laughs> reading that one. <laughs> Were there grammar was tough. We term? we don't we don't need perfect grammar, people. But just a simple proofread before you <laughs> before you send it. <laughs> We're gonna move on from that one. Sorry, bro. Um, from Ty Armstrong, the worst post session exhaustion you have ever had slash one you witnessed. Oh, that's interesting. One of the worst post, uh, oh, this one time I was doing winter, winter training during like a hypertrophy phase years ago. It was just awful. The last day I was going to do it on a Sunday morning, ended up going out with my, with, with my buddy down that night, got drunk, woke up the next day, hung over and still had to do like the, like the long sets, <laughs> the long sets with, with, um, uh, uh, short recovery, dude. I finished. I was just dripping in sweat, like just sitting down against the squat rack. Just like felt like I was gonna die. <laughs> felt like that's I was brutal. gonna die. Yeah, that's brutal, dude. That's tough. I, I think one of my worst ones, is like yeah, same idea. Like, I will. Okay, I'm gonna preface that with saying I hardly ever train hungover. I that's literally the one time I can remember. So don't you people get any ideas? Sometimes when you train hungover or like sick or tired or something like guilt, when you're training guilty. Sometimes you bring out the best in yourself because you're so you feel so bad for what you're doing or what you did that you just yeah. go extra hard and it works out better. You're like, I'm not gonna let myself down. I had fun and I'm gonna do it. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's, it works sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's God. Um, yeah. I remember one of the times at Chula Vista, like Tuesday night. I don't know why I was doing long efforts or something on a Tuesday night. I was doing like re- repeated laps, but I was doing like hard first straight, a coast to second straight, and or it was supposed to be like an eighty percent or something. I remember I was. I did it wrong. I did what I, I did something wrong and I was taking like a four minute break between full laps at like this easy pace. By the time I did, I did like fucking eight of them or something. And I just went to the fence and puked. 
It was brutal, dude. I some, just, days it hit, some days it hits you. Yeah. It does. This is a fun question, and we get it once in a while. Austin Smith, disc three. Who is the all-around GOAT of BMX? Um, I think all-around GOAT, straight up, easy answer used to be Maris. I think it's still the go-to, but I think George has officially, in my opinion, put his name forward for the GOAT. I would kind of, I would almost lean to say Joris, but I think I would still just say Maris, honestly. Yeah. It's just like, I, and Mariana, and Mariana, I guess, yeah, them too. Yeah, Mariana too. Everyone's going to say something from the era, I feel like, too. And times change, eras change. My racing era, maybe yeah. it was Maris, my retired era. I think it's Joris. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a quick one. Scott, Scott Wire, who else thinks Rico should be elite instead of U23? Had a touch on that. I mean, Good U23, but he could compete in Elite. Actually, yeah, I don't I think he I think he's being smart racing U23, actually, yep. right now. Yep. Um Justin Green, explain the dedication and drive through adversity as seen by Saya. Professional views from you both. Yeah, I have no doubt that she felt like quitting at times, especially with going through multiple concussions, because not only is it like you're getting beat up by the sport, but you're concerned for your health and your normal life, and there's a lot going on and it's scary. So for her to pull through that and get back to the level she's at, man, tons of tons of respect. She's a true champion. And I mean, let's be real. Like, let's. She has had to deal with her family. Like, she's had to deal with having to see, watch what Kai went through with his crash, um, and to be able to handle that all emotionally and still go out and perform at the level she does. Like, that's that's crazy town. Like, that's so impressive. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Romain Mayu, did Sam and Elise ever win a World Cup the same day? No, I don't think so. I don't think they did. I eh? think the one time I could think would be 2014 when Sam won in Chula, but I'm pretty sure Elise got second. So I never, I don't think they ever did actually. Wild. Are there any couples that ever won together other than them? These two now? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, no. Nuts. That, that's a cool storyline to me. Storyline guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, why are the skin jerseys skin, why are the jerseys skin tight they look horrible yeah i think the skin tight is a bit tough like i think it, it should fit like a long sleeve t-shirt yeah. or it's like uh fitted and nice but not like a roadie suit yeah i mean the, those french jerseys are looking tight <laughs> I, i'm kind of digging the new look though me too the white sleeves was i was all about the white sleeves that was sick yeah it's it's a nasty look but dude everyone is just Skin tight jerseys for sure. Uh, it's yeah, not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Um, Sebas four four. Other than who's who made the podiums, who performances were ner- were noteworthy? I was burping at the same time. Uh, kind of talked about different people. Do we have any more to add? No, Jeremy probably. Yeah, Jeremy. Yep. Uh, from RV. RVDB56, the most unexpected finalist, elite men and women. Um, I wouldn't say unexpected, but probably Jamie O'Brink. I mean, somewhat surprising. It's not surprising, but I can't think of someone else. Yeah, I'd say maybe Carmona for me. Just didn't, didn't expect it, so that was cool. Yeah, I guess because I made the podium, that stands out more. Yeah. But, yeah, I, if someone told me, like we talked about it, Jamie making the main, we weren't going to be surprised. I mean, maybe because he hasn't. I mean, he's young and stuff, but I'm not surprised he made it pop and all with how good he is. No. Guy's ripping. I think that's all we got. 
Progate Europe winning starts the Great Gate Poppendal 2023 recap show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Um, go get yours today. Answer your next Claiborne S squared. Uh, Progate Europe winning starts the Great Gate. You already said that, but I'm going to say it again because repeat repetitive is good. Um, cool. All right. Thanks, snap, guys. Snap on green. See snap you next week. Green. What's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>